Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Welcome back. Uh, We are going to wrap up our six of six sessions entitled uh, Behind the Curtain, Exposing the Spirit of Antichrist. My name is Sean McFarland. Next to me is Neil Barnt. And we are going to get into this last one here, and we're specifically going to talk about truth. Um, I want to read that scripture that we've been looking at uh, in Proverbs 29.2. We've mentioned it a few times, but when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. And so what we've been talking about, what we've been looking at is the importance for Christians to not only uh, live in a place of character, live in a place of understanding on where they're at as far as their relationship with the Lord and what that expression looks like in their day-to-day life, but then also um, their involvement in uh, politics and those type of things. And uh, really just try to convince people that the Spirit of Christ, as far as believers specifically, the Spirit of Christ within them, Uh, They need to be motivated by that and take action, not just sit back and uh, wait and see what happens, but actually exercise their faith uh, in their day-to-day lives, uh, and specifically during this time in voting and political season. And so I want to get into uh, truth uh, for this last session and talking about that. So, Neil, would you go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into that. Yeah. Father God, I just thank you that we can know you and that because we know you, we know what truth is. We can separate that from the deceptions of this world, God, and I just thank you that you continually speak to our spirits as we hear your truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to actually read out of Ephesians 4, uh, verse 17, and it says this, um, and this is my point here, I guess, before I read. The truth must be spoken but it must be spoken in love. So truth is in and of itself uh, strong. It, it can come across strong, and especially depending on how it's delivered, um, it can come across sometimes harsh, which I don't think that's the main intention of, of people that are speaking truth. I think sometimes we just get into the, 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 the conviction or emotion of what we're saying and we wrap our emotions into it, and then we present things in a way that maybe we shouldn't. But specifically with truth as the foundation being uh, uh, the Word of God is where we're coming from. So the source of truth that we're talking about, you know, people today talk about, well, that's my truth, that's your truth. We're talking about Scripture as the truth. And so specifically, we need to speak it in love. And speech, you know, of course, is words. But it's actions as well, because mm-hmm. you're, you know, we say actions speak louder than words is the same. But um, it's your manner of life. And so I want to deal with that issue. And Ephesians 4, 17, it says this. It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to uh, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So we see that the truth is in Jesus there. That you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. (laughs) So we see here right off, we see in verse 25, it says, therefore, putting away lying. It's imperative that we speak truth. Um, as far as the, as far as the nature of, of, of what we're talking about, especially with character, with, with those who we vote for, with the political platforms that we've looked at, it's important that we put away lying. Mm -hmm. Well, and we talked about earlier in a previous session about the government at that time that was trying to stir up people with lies about Stephen and how those lies tried to cause death. And so when you let lies be the ruler then all of what you're living for becomes that deception 
and then ultimately death. Right. And so the the speaking of truth in love, we desire that people hear truth. So presenting it in such a way that makes it a little more palatable without losing the standard of truth is the goal really not only of, I think, every minister, if you really get down to it, but specifically what we're looking at here as far as uh, exposing the spirit of Antichrist. You know, people follow things all the time and they don't real, they're not recognizing what the end result will be, like you're saying with speaking truth, uh, staying within the boundaries of truth, not realizing that death is at the, is the byproduct or the fruit or the end of this thing. Um, and even in addressing many of the culture ish, cultural issues that are represented in the platforms between the Republicans and the Democrats, there are people that are completely convinced that certain ways of living that are referenced in scripture as a violation of God's will are the truth that this is the way to go. You're, you may be completely emotionally in, enraptured in that and be convinced of it, but you need to look at, at the facts on those particular ways of what is it producing in your life? Do you have more peace? Do you have more love? Are the relationships that you're in with these groups of people, what are you seeing in their character? Are they honest with you? Are they uh, wholesome people? Do they, do they live in truth? Do they, are they uh, uh, producing something in their character that you're seeing? And we pray that your eyes are open to this on you know, all levels, all groups. But are they producing something that you go, yeah, I want to be that one day. You know, I want to, I want to, um, I want to end up the way their life ends up uh, because there's, there's a reality that we talk about frequently at the church, but just in the leading cause of, of death is birth. And so the end of this thing, whether, whether you want to deal with it or not, where you're at in your life, um, we get to a point where this physical body ends mm -hmm. and people may say, well, that's a little heavy handed for, for politics. No, because everything we do, and especially as a Christian, everything we do, whether you're saved or not, is going to come to a day of assessment, a day of judgment, where we all stand before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And those who have Christ in them and those who have received Christ will be uh, judged according to his sacrifice on our behalf. And we desire that for everybody, whether it be a, a homosexual, a transgender, a you know, any group that is severely against, in many cases, um, uh, the, the gospel and the truth of the word of God, including, you know, uh, whether they be Republicans or Democrats that aren't in relationship with God or standing for things. Yeah. And we're not trying to say that there's a test that you have to pass in order to become a representative. But at the same time, it's a lot easier to support somebody that believes the same thing as you do. It is. Yeah, it certainly is. And in the end, uh, you know, it's it's that whole statement we have made before. But if you plant an apple seed, you're going to get an apple tree. Mm -hmm. You can wish it's something else. But in regards specifically to what we're talking about here with truth and love, if you want truth to be harvested, you have to sow it. And uh, that's the only way. Uh, one of the things that we see here in looking at some of these things specifically about truth, um, let's see if I can find my page here where I came in at. Um, Ephesians uh, 4 is where we're at, verse 25, verse 25. It says this, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are all members of one another. So even as believers, we're commanded to speak truth with our neighbor, whether or not they want to hear it or not. It's just how we say it. Um, there's a, a statement that was made uh, by uh, Benjamin Franklin. Um, well, specifically a commentary on this particular verse. It says this, the temptation to lie, and it talks specifically about some specific means according to this commentary, has been faced by every generation since Adam, including by those living in the founding era. So in other words, our founding fathers had a temptation to lie. Yeah. And they they had a they had decisions to make when they were establishing this nation, whether or not they were going to follow that temptation or not. Mm -hmm. And so lying and truth, 
we've all faced these things. If you ever been in an uncomfortable situation that you wish you weren't in, and there's the there's a thought that comes, well, you could say this and get yourself out of it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it with the the political platforms is, you know, that we talked about previously the silent majority. Yeah, and I think a lot of times it's easier to just stay silent than challenge somebody on what your belief is because then you don't get into maybe that argument or the the discussion. And a lot of times, if you're actually being led by the Spirit of God, it's your right and God's desire for you to speak into somebody's life. And if you are afraid because of what those words may be, then you're never going to get that person on the same path of knowing what the will of God is for them. Yeah, it's that specific, therefore putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to be able to engage in this and speak truths, even though speaking truth has a cost to it at times because maybe the culture doesn't want to hear it. Maybe the person doesn't want to hear it. But if the church loves God more than people or themselves, then they're going to speak truth at that cost, mm -hmm. recognizing this could cost me something. And so, but is it worth it? Was it worth it? I want to know what the cost is. I want to know why it's there. And then I can decide, okay, is this worth it or is it not? And that's what we see here that our founding fathers as far as the founding fathers go, through diligence and much concentrated effort, made speaking the truth a habit in their lives and offered much wise counsel on the subject. George Washington said this, I hold the maxim no less applicable to public than to private affairs, that honesty is always the best policy. That was George Washington Benjamin Franklin said this, we perfectly concur with you in sentiment, sir, that honesty is the best policy. Endeavor to speak truth in every instance. James Madison said this, truth delights in plainness and simplicity, and it is the counterfeit alone that needs ornament and ostentation. Mm -hmm. When I read this, I thought, Boy, this is so true. You know, uh, speaking the truth and love people today, they, they're like, well, don't speak it so hard. Well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean you just don't want to hear the truth? Um, I was reading a um, I was reading a particular uh, comment on, under a, a, an article that I had seen recently and somebody had posted, you know, they asked a question to the producers of the article about the situation and somebody commented underneath that and said, that's a really insensitive question. And they, the person wasn't trying to be offensive or insensitive. They were just looking for information. And the truth of the matter is, it wasn't an insensitive question. We live in an oversensitive culture. And anytime you live in an oversensitive culture, what tends to be pulled out is anything that will produce conflicting feelings. Mm -hmm. But I know something about the Lord, especially as a Christian. He's more interested in truth than my personal feelings. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's running, that he's coming at me trying to hurt them. It just means that the reality is sometimes truth has an effect that is not always pleasant to how I feel. Yeah. Well, I think as a Christian, when you hear the scripture that talks about ironing, sharpening iron, how how is it that accomplished? First, right. you heat the iron up, yeah. make it very hot, and then you actually are physically banging two pieces of iron together right. to eventually get that sharp point. Well, last time I checked, when you slam something into something else, it kind of leaves a mark. Yeah. And if if the mark, the scripture says the wounds of a friend are faithful. Mm -hmm. And if the mark is going to make you sharper, then you want it. You know, you could take this down to basic physical things, Neil. I mean, you could think about, well, I, you know, I could be, you know, let's say, well, this is true for me. So I'll just use my example. A little over a year ago, I was about 33 pounds heavier than I am right now. Well, losing that weight didn't feel great, but where I'm at today feels great. And, and you also didn't just do it where you had the vacuum cleaner come up and suck off nope, the weight. No, I didn't do it that you way. You actually had to work over time yeah. to get to that result. Right, and I had to make a decision. Okay, I'm going to get on that elliptical every day, five days a week for a half hour. And then after I did that for about three or four months because I was trying to break myself in. And then after that, I applied stringent rules to what I ate. And let's face it, when your body's used to eating whatever it wants, whenever it wants, and then you take that away, 
it doesn't like truth anymore. <laughs> you, you know, the truth so, is that sugar isn't good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, of course we still, the thing is, is that, and this is what we need to understand about these things is that the truth is a little bit of sugar every once in a while isn't going to hurt you, Yeah. but a little bit of lying, it'll always hurt you. Yeah. You want to be engaged in truth and your feelings, my feelings, all of them can be offended by truth. And we have to decide, are we going to be people of, and it's exactly what you were, I think, talking about last session, but are we going to be people of character or are we just going to pretend like we have character? Mm -hmm. Are we going to pretend when we're in front of people or are we going to be who we are? And this is a huge fear for people, but honesty is a must. Um, and those that truly have character and, and have conviction about what they believe, they're willing to speak what they believe, in, speak truth in love with the understanding that, hey, if I say this, this person may reject me. Mm -hmm. And as a Christian, it is an honor to be rejected for your stance with God by man. It's an honor to be rejected by man for your stance with God. It's an honor to be able to do that. And it's that's changed over time because uh, many in the Christian world think that we're called to just be friends with everybody. Yeah. It doesn't mean we've got to be intentionally combative. Yeah. But we're not required to agree with everybody. It's not a requirement. Well, the Lord doesn't. Yeah. And the the ability for you to not agree with somebody doesn't put that seed of hate in your heart. No, it doesn't. Having a contrary opinion right. is the very foundation of this country because there were people that didn't want the country to exist they wanted right. to stay under british rule there were people that decided that it was easier to leave the country than it was to stay under what the new government was going to be right and so all of those decisions were good for those people but as a nation we said that jesus is going to be the ultimate authority that mm -hmm. God reigns in this country, and we show that by the laws that we create. Yeah, and people don't realize this, but much of the laws, and especially in going and establishing the law of this country, um, has was established uh, through the book of De Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that because they don't know history. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, it's 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 not necessarily people's fault because they haven't been taught yeah correctly because yeah. they we've had revisionists yeah in I, the in the in the public square who have taken history out of history i'm not an auto worker so i don't know how to build a car right does that mean that there are no cars right. no i physically can go out and look at the parking lot and see both of our vehicles out there and right. so just because i don't know how all of that works doesn't right. mean that i can't investigate and learn about it right but it certainly doesn't change the truth that those cars were built and they exist right and so truth will be presented and we pray that the holy spirit will reveal it to you that as long as you're open to it i'll just tell you this god's going to do his part but you got to be open to it first and, and be able to make a change there in your thinking um you know uh Truth delights in plainness and simplicity. I mean, I love that statement. If somebody needs to put a bunch of ornaments all over what they're saying and they're talking in circles and dividing things up, chances are they're not speaking speaking truth. He says, he goes, James Madison goes on to say this, for what is the object of our discussion? And then he said, truth, sir. Thomas Jefferson said this. He said, truth will do well enough if left to shift for herself truth can stand by itself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need a bunch of ornaments. It can stand on its own. If we are to be honest and trustworthy people, and if we want to elect them as well, we must be people committed to truth. Hearing it, oh boy, there's a lot of people that don't want to hear truth. Living it and speaking it. Speaking the truth in love. Those of you that are watching that have been silent, speak the truth in love. People say, well, I don't want to get on a show and, and put out something on social media where people see me talking about, I don't want to do what you're doing. We're not saying you have to do what we're doing. If, if, if your level of speaking truth and faith at this point is just going to the ballot box and voting in line with scriptural truth, then do that. Yeah. If it's posting something on social media, then do it. You know, you might want to do it now because they're trying to censor everything. 
<laughs> so you might want to do it while you still can. These are things that, that we need to do. We need to speak truth. We need to be bold as a church. If our words matter and are to have any weight of authority, their accuracy counts and our lives must match. King David made it his prayer in Psalm 141.3, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. We must deliberately discipline ourselves to speak with precision and thus embrace and obey the command. Laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Uh, going on in that same chapter, it says, be angry and do not sin. This is Ephesians, uh, I believe, did I say four? Yeah, four. Verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but let, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. So we want to impart grace to hearers. Yeah. And you're only going to do that by speaking what? Truth. You got to speak truth um, if you're going to impart grace. And grace only comes from the word of God. It doesn't come any other way. So you have to speak from that place. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, Anger, clamor, and evil be and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So what do we see? We see standing with truth or Christ and fighting the good fight of faith. We must remember that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. So specifically, I'm not just arguing arguing with a person that may disagree with me. Specifically. I have a, the spirit of truth within me, and I'm dealing with the spirit of untruth that functions in the world, or we called it the spirit of Antichrist, in the world, and then also in individuals. Mm -hmm. So you have both. Yeah, um, because you can choose to yield one way or the other. You certainly can. God asked you to choose life. Yep. Yep. He, and he said that. He said, I set before you today blessing and cursing, life and death. And he said, choose life. He even gave you the answer to the test. Yeah. You know, option A, choose life, don't choose death. So people are not our enemy. The spirit of Antichrist is our enemy. And this is why we speak the truth in love. Love does not mean that we agree with a lie for the sake of false peace. And a lot of times Christians don't understand that. But it does mean that we speak truth through the character of love. Specifically, we speak truth through the character of love. That's what we're called to. Yeah. We can disagree without being disagreeable. We must speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15, again, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head. So the Bible says much about um, how we should treat one another, setting forth standards of behavior that produce what, a common, what are commonly called manners. You know, those things called manners. Yeah. Um, significantly, a nation can have the best laws in the world and still not be civilized um, and still not be civilized. It becomes civilized only when its citizens practice manners. As the founding father, Samuel Adams, has observed, neither the wisest constitution nor the wisest laws will secure liberty and happiness of a people whose manners are universally corrupt. Founding Father Noah Webster defined manners as civility and courtesy, and he defined courtesy as an act of kindness or favor performed with politeness. George Washington wrote out 110 of these rules on manners and worked diligently to make each a part of his behavior, and throughout the remainder of his life, each was readily visible in both his public and private deportment. Our founding fathers, including George Washington, understood conflict. They understood what it meant to stand for truth. But they also understood the importance of strong truth with love and civility and courtesy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it would be like, you know, if you're if we're having a, a discussion on either side of the table and the other person across from me is, you know, totally anti-Christian and I'm pro-Christian, I still can pour a glass of water for them. Yeah. And you don't have to call him a cottonhead and any mugging. No, yeah, you don't have to reserve to those kind of words by any means. <laughs> to quote Elf, right? The yeah. movie Elf, yes. Yeah, I mean, you. in other words, our founding fathers understood war and conflict. 
Yeah. But they also understood um, that they would do everything in their power to not have a fight first and only go to the fight if it's the last resort. Yeah, and I think it was important what you said earlier about peace. I think a lot of people have this picture in their mind that peace is like this tranquil lake that doesn't have any ripples in it and right. it's smooth and calm. But in reality, peace means that there's nothing missing and nothing broken in your life. Right. And so if you're observing a situation that is brokenness or lacking, right, then that by definition can't be peace. Right. And so if we're to make peace, we have to fix things that are broken and we have to put things back into place that we're missing from where they're supposed to be. Yeah, that's so true. I know uh, <clears throat> speaking the truth in love, I want to take a little different angle there that just that popped into my mind when you were saying that. And that's this, you know, uh, we're here in Montana and that's specifically what we're dealing with. And in the Billings area here, um, we don't have a bunch of riots going on. Um, we don't have a bunch of Antifa Terran stuff up around here. And, um, I know there are many problems in this area. You know, I, I don't think at this point, you know, uh, I read a, a book years ago on, a you know, how to reach your community and stuff like that. And at this time it was, there was a big push of going out like during a hot day, you know, at the farmer's market and just handing out waters with your church name on it, mm -hmm. you know, and sharing the love of God. You know, I think if you went to an Antifa, um, you know, protest where these things are going on that are obviously some of it is peaceful, but there's a lot of stuff that's gone on now that's just turned it into a mess. If you set up a table with free water in the name of Jesus, I don't think they would accept it. I think they actually might just, you know, take the water and throw it away and maybe even do some harm to you as well. Yeah. And so you got to understand where you're at and the conditions that are around you. But here in this state and where we're at and in the Midwest, in this area, you know, we're really, it's not that we're not affected by these things, but we're kind of in a bubble a little bit. And we still, uh, those of you watching, we still have such a great opportunity not to lose the control to the level that other states have. And this is why this is so important in recognizing the spirit of Antichrist. Let's do what a wise person does according to Proverbs, observing what's going on somewhere else and saying, no, I don't think I want to go down that path. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're a, if you're somebody who has moved here from California or moved here from another state because you wanted to get out from underneath the, the oppressive laws and things that have gone on on there and you just want your freedom, you're not even a Christian. You don't even care about the Lord at all, but you just got tired of all the heavy burdensome stuff. Well, don't come here and vote like you did there. How did you get what you got there? You, you know, but, but it's amazing to me. And I know as a human, as humans, we sometimes miss this because mm -hmm. we just get busy and aren't slowing down and really focusing, but we'll, 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 we will do insane things. We'll sit and do the same thing over and over thinking we're going to get different results. You won't, you'll get the same results. And that's why we're looking at the platform too. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, just on a, a natural perspective, you have smoke detectors in your house, but if you never change the batteries in your smoke detector, right, then you're going to have, you know, a smoke detector that looks like a smoke detector, but it doesn't do anything. Right. And so when that emergency comes, then you're like, man, I wish I had smoke detectors that worked in my yeah, house. And it's yeah. a little late for that. When, yeah. you know, and the same thing is true here. If we see these riots and say, well, that's only happening there. It'll never happen here. Right. You know, that's the sign of an emergency coming. Right. And so we need to stand up against that emergency now, whether it's through prayer or whether it's through our actions directly. Right. In voting and make that be a reality in our country, in our local area here. I encourage you, go search other states. Look at South Dakota and how they were governed. Uh, go research uh, Sweden, with specifically with the COVID-19 thing. You know, we can choose, and we need to choose, and we need to choose people that will speak truth and that will uphold truth. Um, our founding fathers, including George Washington, understood conflict. They understood what it meant to stand for truth, but they also understood the importance of strong truth and, and with love and civility and courtesy. And I just wanted to read that again. 
Notice a few examples of how many of these rules reflect specific biblical teaching. So I'm not going through all 110 because that that would be uh, we would be here for quite a while. But I just picked a couple. And so here's one of them that George Washington, our first president, wrote down. He said, show not yourself glad at the misfortune of another though he were your enemy. Proverbs 24, 17 says, do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Our goal as Christians, we're standing for truth, but not even the Lord sits back and rejoices over the loss of somebody he created. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do that. He's grieved by that. That doesn't mean he changes his truth or who he is. And this is where people get disconnected. They think, well, if God really loved people, he would just accept them any way that they are and just let them do anything that they want. That's counter to truth, and it's counter to true love. Because, like we said so many times, you, if, if you, you're going to harvest what you plant. And, uh, and so the character is established, and it's set. Another one here, strive not with your superior in argument, but always submit your judgment to others with modesty. 1 Timothy 5.1, do not re sharply rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father. You know, there's a lot of people out there, young people out there, that are just flat rebellious against their parents or against leadership. And it's because rebellion's in your heart, and you need to check that because it's going to cause destruction. It's going to put you in a place you don't want to be, and uh, you're going to have a harvest you don't want in the middle of that. Another one is, is never express anything unbecoming. Never express anything unbecoming. And Colossians 4, 6, it says, let your speech always uh, be with grace. Ephesians 4, 29 says, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. An unwholesome word would be a lying word, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. One of the other truths that he shared was think before you speak, pronounce not imperfectly, nor bring out your words too hastily, but orderly and distinctly. James 1.19, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak. Proverbs 29, 11, a fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. Proverbs 29, 20, do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Mm. Those are some pretty powerful things. Yeah, I think in, in America, we kind of have the uh, slow to speak thing backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick to speak and slow to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it takes a lot of practice to hold your tongue even if you don't like what somebody is saying. Right. But then what are you doing while you're holding your tongue? Are you just absorbing their words? Or are you listening to the spirit of God and actually have the truth in your words when you do speak? Right. So it's, it's huge to be able to listen to the spirit when somebody is even berating you. Right. Saying the worst things about you. You, I don't think they were saying nice things about Jesus when they were whipping him. No, and him. no, so, they were not. I mean, he, he was still able to find a way to love those people, even though it was probably the worst situation that anybody could be in. Right, right. And it is that statement. And that's what George Washington had said here. Think before you speak. Pronounce not imperfectly. In other words, you know, bring a clear thought. Um, nor bring out your words too hastily, but orderly and distinctly. So in other words, do you know why you believe what you believe? And is it founded in truth? So analyze it privately first and then move to the public side of it. Yeah. Just like the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, right. that's where you start building doctrine. Maybe we should find more than one Facebook source that says the you know <laughs> yeah. the Loch Ness monster is real or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, there's an element of truth in a lot of people's you know postings. Right. right. But at the same time, if you're not able to discern and s separate the wheat from the chaff, right, and the good from the bad, then you know you you don't throw out the entire message just because maybe they've said something that you don't agree with. But at the same time, again, if you're listening to the spirit of God, you can gather what God has for you, even in somebody that you don't agree with. Yeah, it's true. Because there are things that we deal with just naturally in this life that, um, that are realities. 
and they may feel like truth, but there's, they keep washing away in storms mm -hmm. as we looked at before. And so there isn't that substance to it. And, um, nobody, it, I don't want to imply in any of this, um, even in referencing our founding fathers and things like that, that America is perfect. That's not what we're, what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that to live in a functional society, the foundation of the scriptures is where we have to start. And God realizes he's dealing with people that are not perfect in their action. Um, you know, one of the big things right now is, you know, trying to destroy the many of the founding fathers because they had, uh, they own slaves mm -hmm. and slavery is a big deal. Well, we know that, 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 that slavery is not right. Um, but, and we're not saying that that was a perfect founding or that was a perfect point in the, in some of the founding fathers, or even some of the things that they said about it. But what we are saying is, is that as long as we've had the truth of the word of God functioning within the constitution, there has been a process of proper transformation to where the laws have changed and to where things have changed, where those who were in bondage are set free because of the foundation of the word of God, just like women voting, mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't, women couldn't always vote, you know, and that's a strange thought to you and me. Yeah. Um, it's a strange thought to you and me to have slaves. We didn't, we weren't raised in this. Uh, that's not the world we were raised in. And it's not that the people there, there is no group of people that is going to perfectly do these things. But the, if there's a group of people that will consistently go back to the word of truth and speak truth and live from the character of the scriptures, then God will make sure that we get to where we need to be. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to follow the word of God than whatever you come up with as your yeah. life doctrine. Yeah. Because the word of God has been tested over and over and over again. Right. Where you only live one life and it's but a vapor. It is. What the word of God says. Yeah. It's a... It's an arrogant thing for humanity to sit back and go, well, if I was, or we know everything now to sit in that place of trying to under think that we know everything, or even the idea of, you know, people say, well, America has gone as far as it can. It's time to change it. It's time to totally reform and re redefine it. Well, that's a lack of faith in and of itself. Mm -hmm. God isn't, if, if we're with God and we're functioning with God, the ability to go to learn to grow and to develop with the spirit of god and with truth from the word of god is endless yeah we can develop within the boundaries of that truth and so um i find it uh, uh very important that we stand with truth and that we stand with character and then we vote accordingly and so did you have some thoughts just a couple of thoughts you said you might have here on yeah so um i think that maybe we want to discuss some of these platform issues real quick okay. and then we can go on from there okay but, uh the first one we were going to talk about is just the concept of education in general in this country sure and so yeah the, on the republican platform they say we will fight for school choice and local control recognizes that parents not the government are a child's first and foremost educators and opposes the common core uh, supports homeschooling, private or parochial schools, vouchers, tuition tax credits, etc., and encourages teaching the Bible as an elective in public schools. Yeah, and we know from founding documents that uh, actually schoolhouses were churches. Yeah, and vice versa. And uh, I know many times in found in, in the early uh, stages of America the the school teacher was a preacher also yeah and so you had both well and not only that but the the preachers would also go stand before the state assemblies or the yeah. representatives there and preach sermons in front of them yeah so today you know you would almost feel like these people would have lightning strike them before they would let right. a preacher come in and yep. take over one of their prestigious sessions but you know that is where our country came from. Yeah, it is. The Democrats on this side, as far as uh, education goes, uh, they're silent on school choice. Uh, we believe a strong public education system is an anchor of our democracy for all children. Um, really, if you think about the Democrats on this side, 
and what they have, well, really what they've been able to do over the years. If you just look at the test scores of American students versus other nations, um, the education system in America has just continued to plummet um, because of a lack of standard and moral biblical truth being presented. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you're voting, you got to consider these things. What do you want? Do you want a, a platform representing you? Do you want a group of, of politicians or those representing the people? Do you want a godless society with no God in anything? Uh, or do you want where there's a lot of control over what can be said and not said and all of those things? Or do you want freedom of speech? You know, I've found that um, with freedom of speech, and you see it over and over again, those who don't have as, as strong a point to make or they realize that they're going to maybe lose out in the, in, the, in the argument, they have to silence the other side. Mm -hmm. That's the wonderful thing about speech. Words are powerful. And so when truth is spoken, it resonates in the hearts of people, even those that it doesn't look like it's working. It's working. Yeah. So and the uh, last uh, platform topic that we were going to talk about is terrorism. And so uh, the Republican platform talks about radical Islamic terrorism poses an existential threat to personal freedom and peace around the world. We oppose its brutal assault on all human beings and all of whom have inherent dignity. And then the Democrats on this side, uh, they believe in defeating terrorism and combating climate change. So that's their statement on terrorism. I don't know why climate change is... Well, that solves out all problems, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> less people will kill each other if they have uh, um, less, uh, I, what, uh, you know, exhaust coming out of the back of their car or I, something I like know. that? I don't uh, know. Less cows, probably. Yes, less cow. Yeah, cow farts. That's the, that's the issue that we have at hand. So... Sure. So I guess from this point, what, what do we need you to do as a believer in Jesus and a believer in, in this country? How can you stand up and how can you move to that next phase? Well, we're coming up on voting season. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that you probably want to do is find out, are you even registered to vote in Montana? We actually have a, a website that you can look up uh, that information on how to register and how to um, make sure that you've got all of the information you need on how to do that. And it's at sosmt.gov slash elections slash vote. And what that will do is it will give you the opportunity to learn more about where your local registration place, I believe online, you can actually register there as well. Yeah. If you're not registered already, there's also a, a website that you can look up to, to see uh, local ballot issues on the the sosmt.gov which is the secretary of state website for montana and so that's under elections uh, slash ballot issues slash 2020-2 and so those things will be posted here as election season comes closer with the specific initiatives because a lot of times we think oh we just are looking at the people well a lot of times they try to sneak things through these uh, constitutional initiatives or the the ballot uh, verbiage that changes the laws in this uh, area that we live in that maybe aren't lining up in truth either. And so right. you can't just pick people out of the, the lineup. Sometimes you have to make sure that you're voting for those issues as well. And so there's other websites that you can look up um, for uh, like a christianvoterguide.com and that can specifically pull up the state of Montana. If you go onto that, there's a, a website called ivoterguide.com and that will specifically pull in resources that uh, pull up records of the people that are running if they've got a record and uh, some of them answer questions, some of them don't. And so yeah. maybe filled out a little bit more than others. There's a website called montanafamily.org that's going to publish some important information specifically towards families and they come from a Christian perspective as well. So that makes it easier. There's to a lot of information yeah, there. to yep. mesh those, those uh, items uh, together. And then there's also uh, on the uh, secretary of state uh, website as well. You can make sure that you're actually registered. Maybe you haven't voted for a while, or maybe you registered, but you, you aren't hundred percent sure that you can uh, just put in your 
your name and your birthday, and it will tell you immediately if you're registered to vote or not. And those those resources are available for anybody to know whether they're an eligible voter and what the rules are surrounding that. You know, we're coming up again to this election time where sitting on the couch isn't isn't the way to go. Nope. You want to put every effort into it, whether it's requesting an absentee ballot or voting in person, whatever you need to do to get your vote to count, and especially a vote for righteousness to yeah. count, yeah. is going to continue to make this country go in the direction that we want it to go in. Right, exactly. I know there's a, uh, I don't, did you mention MontanaVoterGuide.com? I don't know if I said that one. Okay, not. well, that's another one that's available as well. Uh, if it got mentioned twice, we apologize. Um, as you're going through this, like Neil was saying, look at the political platform, look at the voting record in voting for judges. This is a big one because, um, people don't, they don't offer their vote record as far as judges go. Um, but look at where they give their money, look at where they give their money. And I want to say, and you mentioned this one, but MontanaFamily.org is where you get the information on the judges. Yeah. And so uh, that's another good one. Another few more resources here, BigSkyWorldview.org. This is specifically to Big Sky Country, Montana. Um, and you want you want you can go there. There's a lot of good information there, um, plus a lot of just um, good lectures, audios. Uh, I don't know if they have videos or not, but I know they got different things posted uh, as far as PDFs and stuff like that, blog-wise. Um, another one is FRC, FamilyResearchCouncil.org. That's a good one. And then a lot of the information that, at least that I presented, as far as the Founding Fathers, uh, knowing the nation and how we were, knowing how we were formed and all of that, came from uh, WallBuilders.com, which is David Barton's uh, ministry. And he's a historian who has a master's degree in history, and he's got a ton of good information available for free. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can buy too, but there is a ton of information for free where he looks at the history of the nation, and he's a he's a really a great speaker, mm -hmm. uh, very easy to listen to, um, full of information. He is one sharp dude. I mean, he is a smart cookie, um, and he. Uh, he shares a lot of the information and in how Christianity influenced everything that we have. Yep. And so, guys, specifically, and I'm going to wrap this up unless you got something no, else that you fine. want. Okay. Um, specifically, I just want to challenge you where you're at right now in your life. Um, pay attention. This is a this is a moment uh, in in time where we're at for our portion of our lives where we can really have an influence. I mean, in the state of Montana, even if the rest of the nation went sideways, if we, if we elect the right people because of the structure of government, um, we can avoid so many things that other states have experienced that didn't vote righteousness into their offices. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just the reality. Um, economy issues. Um, I, I hate to go back to this because to me it's it's a kind of a light issue in my mind, but I know it's such a heavy issue, and so I want to acknowledge it to all the parents out there. Uh, sports with your kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality is if you don't get the right person in office and you don't vote for those that will stand for freedom and are not dictator and dictatorial in their leadership style and what their belief system is as far as foundations of the parties and what their platform is, um, then you, you can lose these things. They have the control over these things. If you don't like the way, um, you know, the, the, the county health officials are running their things, different people in office. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the laws for the state of emergency, different people in office, we get different legislators in there. Yeah. Write different laws, and if you have the right uh, governor in place, yeah, those laws will be signed into law. Yeah. Whereas if you don't, then the legislature could pass any law that is great, yeah. but it gets vetoed, and yeah. then it goes nowhere. Which so, we have seen repeatedly. Yes. Especially so, in the state of Montana. Yeah. It, I mean, you you want to say that it doesn't matter who you vote for, but that's not true because it really does affect your life. And as a Christian, you have that responsibility to not only make sure that the righteousness reigns in your area, but then, like we talked about earlier, there's that accounting before God. Yep. 
Yep. And, and people say, well, I'm going to pray. Well, you should pray, but you better put feet to your prayer. Okay. Cause, cause faith without works is dead. And so, and I know, I know you can labor in prayer. I understand that. Um, but, and we do need to pray and we have continued to, especially here at the church, mm -hmm. we continue to pray about these things, but, but in all reality, you need to get out. You need to let your voice be heard. Even if you influence 10 people in righteousness, you'll make a difference. Uh, people say, well, my vote doesn't count. It doesn't matter. That's not true. It does count. And, uh, even if it didn't count, it counts before God and he's watching. And, uh, that's not a guilt trip. That's just the facts. That's just true. So. We just want to encourage you to do that, and that's the purpose behind these uh, this series that we did. Realize there are two spirits working. One is Antichrist in the earth, and the other is Christ in the earth. And we need to realize that uh, with that, um, that we need to be using our influence, in, really using what the Lord has given us, and place that allow the spirit of god to flow through us to be have an influence in our life and don't let the enemy win by any means yeah. don't allow him to uh to to take over this nation so what we're going to do is just pray and then we will uh say so long for now and uh, believe God that you're going to do what you're supposed to do. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, that we can we were able to put this out here. And Lord, we ask you use it for your glory and that you influence people and uh, for your kingdom. Lord, thank you that you've placed us here as a church to be salt and light and that we are hindering the spirit of Antichrist. We are treading on serpents and scorpions in your name, by your power. And we will be bold, we will be strong, and we will speak the truth in love. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. We'll see you again uh, another time. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.